This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking about falling in love with your life again, and specifically about how we find meaning in our day-to-day life, regardless of what our day-to-day life looks like. And I'm incredibly excited to have with me today, Alisa Starkweather. And I look forward to introducing you uh, to her a little bit later in this show. Um, And we're going to be talking more about all the different ways that she's contributed to people really stepping in fully to their lives. So one of the things that I've noticed as I've worked with people is that there is a real desire for meaning and a real sense of uncertainty about how to create that. So in some ways, as we've kind of moved through life, the way that our culture has developed, the way that the world has developed, there's a little bit of a sense that meaning is brought to us versus we are the people that create it. And then what happens is we can feel that our life is flat. Sometimes people feel that their life is stale or boring, or maybe there's something wrong with it, or maybe there's something wrong with them. Sometimes people seek out external changes. They look to develop themselves, find a new job, get a new relationship, all of those different things. But while sometimes those things need to be done, also sometimes we need to learn how to create more meaning in our life on a regular basis. And through creating that meaning, we can then appreciate what it is that we have have around us. And um, one of the things that um, we can do in, in order to start to create that meaning is really start looking for what it is that is um, really um, amazing in our everyday life. And so where are the places that we can start to like, find that significance for ourselves? And that's different for different people. So a lot of times when I start working with people, I work with them on things like their their vision. I work with them on their values because these are things that help people focus on, you know, what is most important, what gets them jazzed so that then they can bring in and develop more of that for themselves. So. So it is stopping, right, stopping and taking a moment to say, okay, like, what is this 
why why am I showing up to say my job or my relationship or you know uh, some time with my friends in the way that I am and what do I really want out of this experience what would be you know what would be most meaningful for me and this is where personal development work becomes so important because one of the things that can happen is that a person can answer, well, I don't know. I don't actually know how to find that, that sense of personal meaning in things. I don't actually know what it is that I'm, I, I like or that I'm drawn to or that's important to me. And so as we start to dig in, and we become more aware, and as you've heard me talk about, we get more connected to the core of who we are, then we're able to, you know, start to find those things that bring significance and meaning um, to us. So I'll tell you a little story about, about myself and kind of coming to understand this for myself. And one of the things that um, I ran into repeatedly in my life, and I think that this is a great way to start to find the meaning, is sometimes the areas where we're most challenged, um, where maybe even sometimes we get some, you know, negative feedback, or um, we run into repeated problems. Those can sometimes be actually like they're they're like eye opening moments. They're they're times that we can actually be brought to attention and see something that is quite meaningful to us, and it might guide our life in a totally new and different way. And and for me, I was continually running into situations where I seemed to be challenged by how much I cared about things. And for multiple different ways. I mean, probably it, it came from every different direction possible, right? So it, it, it just seemed that that's something that kept coming up in the situations that I was in. And I was very kind of uncomfortable and it didn't feel right to either step back and kind of care less. And it didn't feel comfortable to kind of be doing it the way that I was doing it. So this whole process what this brought me to, these continual moments of awareness, right? These continual moments that were sometimes challenge points, like you shouldn't do this here, you didn't do it right here, right? That kind of feedback from the world actually helped me say, oh, wait a second, this is something fundamental about the way that I am and the way that I want to be in the world, now, what if I were to intentionally and consciously use that differently, right? And it's that using it differently that then creates this huge potential for meaning, right? Because if you're doing something that feels right to you and you get challenged, right, and you know that the way that you're moving forward is the way that's right for you, then you, the, you will look at that situation differently. You will make a different type of decision. 
happening. And that different type of decision is going to bring so much more meaning into your life, right? If you look at a situation and you say, oh, gosh, I messed up again, right? I was overly invested. I cared too much in that situation. I messed up again. That's one story to have, right? Now I'm wrong. My experience was unpleasant, right? And if you go into a situation saying, no, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to show up to this situation. Then regardless of what comes towards you, you can then craft that into something that deepens your sense of the meaning of your life. Okay? So this is a pretty broad and deep topic, this creation of meaning in life. Um, and so there's so many different ways that we can start to step into it and start to understand how we can develop it. But the first point that I'm emphasizing here is that it may just be that what's most important to you is showing up in both positive and negative ways in your life. And that by seeing kind of what keeps getting highlighted, regardless of how it gets highlighted, that can help you get into what it is that is really meaningful for you. Another thing that helps us get into our, our meaning is um, gratitude. And it's easy in life especially, I mean, things that are, you know, going well, we frequently, you know, forget that they're going well and take them for granted. Um, and then uh, many people have a habit of focusing on things when they're not going well. Um, and really looking at kind of through a critical eye, looking at all the things that are going wrong about something. Um, or all the ways that something is uh, unhelpful rather than helpful. So by focusing on what it is that we're grateful for, um, it, it also helps us see the meaning in things, right? So if you stop in the morning and turn to someone that you care about and say something that, you know, you really are grateful for, or if you, you know, write in a gratitude journal about three things that you're grateful for in the course of the day, you learn a lot, a lot about what you think is most important and what really has meaning to you. So a little trick with this. So sometimes what happens is if we, we can't quite get down deep enough inside of ourselves, then we can say that we're grateful about things kind of in an automatic, sort of on automatic. And that, that automatic is, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be grateful for, or this is the way my life is, should be. Right? So the, these ideas that we, we haven't really questioned, we haven't really questioned aspects of our lives to determine whether or not that is something that we truly, truly want. And, um, and so in this, you can kind of feel this, right? So if, if you start having kind of this surface level gratitude towards things, it's a great, you know, I mean, 
you know, it's a, it's a great being grateful for anything is helpful and supportive. So you can't really go wrong. But if you want to deepen that a little bit, start to pay attention to what it is that you're feeling. Start to pay attention to your, um, start to pay attention to that positive draw. And maybe that is just a general overall physical feeling that feels good. Um, sometimes it can be like a brightness that you might feel. You might either see externally, you might see it in your head, you might have a sensation of it. It could be like a warmth. These are like these uh, positive sensations that help us understand what really has meaning to us, what we're really loving or enjoying. So that's a way to start to pay attention to it. So when you, when you, when you land on something, when you're saying that you're grateful for something and then you have that positive experience, right? Then, um, that positive sensation, then you can follow that, right? Right. That's a, that's a really, you know, like you got a, a good one. you got a juicy one, right? So you can, you can really go for, um, go for that and start to discern the ones that are really having that strong impact on you. And, and the ones that maybe are, you know, just a little bit more at the surface, not not getting in there as much for what it is that you're you're grateful for. You know, one of the things that can happen in when um, you know in our lives that kind of is that instead of stopping and pausing and and experiencing what we're grateful for, celebrating what we're grateful for, spending time with us, that we start to look for outside things that are going to provide that what could be generated internally, right? So outside things, it might be that instead of stopping and really appreciating what is around us, what we have, you know, another person, another situation, what have you, then we might start looking for something to happen externally. It might be like, oh, a snack in the afternoon, a sugary snack in the afternoon, or it might be the idea that if only, you know, a new job would come along or the ideal relationship would come along or whatever. Like, if only we could, you know, get those things then that would, that would kind of give us this feeling of, you know, meaning of well-being, of appreciation, all of that kind of stuff. So that's, that's the kind of the misinterpretation frequently is that external focus, that if we get something, then that's going to actually make us happy. And what I'm saying is change that around. So put, you can put that off. And I'm not saying you know, I, I think goals are wonderful. I think aspirations are wonderful. So, but just for a moment, try putting that as in the category of not being the solution and see what it's like to spend some time focusing, focusing on what it is that is really, that you feel really grateful for. 
right? And starting to explore what it's like to find that appreciation for what's in your life on a regular basis. Okay. So that's the beginning of finding meaning in your life, really looking for it, learning to look for it, learning to feel, you know, when you've found it. Okay. So we're going to go to a commercial break. And when I come back, I'm going to be back with uh, Lisa Starkweather who is an absolutely phenomenal woman who I have had the pleasure of working with for quite a few years now. And um, I look forward to introducing her to you and you to her as soon as we come back from this commercial break. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and I am here with Alisa Starkweather. So Alisa has been involved with women's empowerment in spirituality for about three decades, and her list of accomplishments is 
kind of incredible. She is the visionary founder of the Red Temple. Tent Temple Movement, uh, the Daughters of the Earth Gatherings, the Women's Belly and Womb Conference, um, and the acclaimed two, Women's Two-Year Mystery School Priestess Path Apprenticeship. She's a certified facilitator of shadow work. She's the co-founder of the International Archetypal Program Women in Power, initiating ourselves to the predator and prey within. She's the co-producer of Things We Don't Talk About, Women's Stories from the Red Tent, and is um, published in anthologies, Women's Spiritual and Transformational Leadership, uh, where grace meets power, stepping into ourselves in the voices of the sacred feminine. Her online Fierce Feminine Life course teaches women to move forward with conviction and vulnerability hand in hand. And Elisa has three CD recordings of her chants and spoken word and is presently studying directly with uh, Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes and writing her first book, um, The Fierce Feminine Life. So, Alisa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here, Kate. Hi, everyone. So, um, uh, as you can see, uh, um, Alisa's list of accomplishments is pretty phenomenal. And I have had the pleasure with working with her both side by side, collaboratively and in her programs. And I have learned so incredible much in, from this woman. I am very excited for you to have some of her wisdom today. So um, what I'd like to start with is a lot of times like what brought you to the work that you're doing? Um, I think it's always great for people to have a little bit of that context. Hmm. Um, well, my um, coming to the work, I think I was born into it. I, and I'm sure that some of those, um, some of us that are listening know what I'm talking about. You know, you come into this world and I had a very strong sense of purpose. I was driven somewhere inside to really bring forward um, new paradigms. And that continued all through my life. So it wasn't sort of like a place where I became something. It's something I feel like I really came in with. And then um, when I was uh, 17, I um, became pregnant with my son and went on a journey as a woman that was very hard in a lot of ways, being a teenage parent. <clears throat> and I really learned through a course of studies how difficult um, women have it in, uh, or had it at that time in terms of bringing their, their voice and their um, brilliance and their and their um, their visions forward, and and it, for me, I felt that the things that I was or the things I held inside, I wasn't seeing in the world. I wasn't, uh, you know, I had a deep sense for, but it's I couldn't look around and say, oh, it's right there, and so it required a lifetime and three decades is a long time it's all all of my adult life to build a world to be part of a world to collaborate in a world of the world that we envision the world that we want the world that um you know is is more reflective for uh, a value um meaning meaningful purposeful life in which that maybe for for humanity, it gives us an opportunity to see where the healing portals can be for us to make the changes that are so necessary. Mm -hmm. Great. 
So when, you know, you've been working with people, I mean, like you were saying, for pretty much your entire adult life. And so what have you noticed that when a person is really um, desiring to be the best person that they can be, what are kind of the most pivotal places where they can expect like really long lasting change or and what are some of the pitfalls to um, kind of moving forward with this? Yeah, so, you know, when people come to me, they have been seeking. They, they have a very deep call to, um, to, to give what they, um, you know, to give what their soul is saying that they're ready to be and ready to become. They're, they're ready to leave behind a lot of um, patterns and they're ready to do um, what I would call generational healing work where it's, if their healing work affects that which has come behind them and that which is going forward. And so the place that's calling them is, um, is to in some ways leave behind a kind of, um, uh, a, uh, Maybe I'm going to call it like a sleep, a sleepness, you know, where we're kind of lulled to sleep by our overall culture and a place of more waking up. And in that place of waking up, um, and that's not to say listeners that aren't doing that aren't awake because you are awake, you're listening and you're here. But the, the, to step onto the path of transformational work means to start to delve into the places in your psyche that have been um, hurt, that have been uh, wounded, that have had uh, many disappointments, and yet you're still coming up and saying, you know, even though I might have not even seen what's possible, I'm still standing for that and the places that we may go in that would be um, through ceremonies through deep processes such like shadow work uh, to learn tools such as communication skills or being able to clear you know having having things that have been hurt in you and with others in your family or your relationships and knowing how to um, take accountability and to grow your level of compassion to the point where it holds you it holds those you love holds those you may not even know and holds our world and to open your heart in the places where there has been such um, betrayal and that's not easy work to do you know mm. the, the pitfalls are that it's that it's very easy for us to go into uh, places of addiction uh, places where we're in denial or where we're you know we'd, we'd rather sort of be entertained by a story that we're seeing and have that give us meaning than to really look at our um, ways that things are actually moving through our lives, how we are expressing the dream, the wonder, you know, how to, how to have these eyes that you were speaking of that are full of wonder each moment for our, our next breath. And this is not for, you know, so many places right now we're having conversations in our greater world about privilege. And um, each one of us that is breathing right now is actually in a privilege of being alive. Mm -hmm. We're each privileged to be alive. And where we go with that, what we do with that, um, who we relate to, how, what we support and how we are supported is what we do with the life that we're actually being given in the time that we're being born and what we can actually leave for those coming after us. Mm, beautiful. I think that gets really to the heart of, of finding meaning in your life. Um, that's that's kind of the essence of it. So this is 
you know, I, I think personal development work can be really challenging in that as much as we get out of it from rewards that, um, you know, there are still some risks. And so what do you see are the risks for people who are willing to put their full heart behind their lives? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not even sure when people come and listen, some of you come in different doorways. Some of you have been doing transformational work for a long time. And some of you go, what is she talking about? What does it mean? Right? What does it mean? And so uh, transformational work is where um, you actually are in the, the place of both uh, doing your work and being witness to others in community settings, often in groups and circles, um, privately, that actually makes such a large shift that you're not able to go even back into the life uh, or into the consciousness that you once were because something has has opened in you. It's it's become, um, uh, you, you see now where you have choice. You see now where maybe you have been doing things out of wanting to belong or wanting to give or wanting to love. And a great deal of us um, have been working jobs where we're doing everything we can to... Um, you know, to show up in a way that says, I am here and I'm accountable and I'm, you know, giving my gift, but it's not reflecting back to us the life that we know is actually a deeper soul life, a deeper connection with, with um, yourself and with all living beings. And so this place where it's, um, where that risk takes place is that, um, you know, to, to put it bluntly, we are afraid. We're mm -hmm. afraid. And in that fear, um, we fear so many things. We fear that if we, if we move forward into something unknown, that maybe the life behind us will be um, ended. Relationships will be ended. If we don't do it, it's like a deadening inside of ourselves. And so we get caught kind of on a line of, do I move forward here or do I stay put or do I just go to sleep, back to the sleep? Um, and... And here the pivotal place is if your heart has been broken, if there has been deep betrayals, if your armor has gone up, if you feel like you've been too vulnerable so you, know, you don't want to do something again, how do you open your heart again? How do you find your courage? And courage, of course, is cori. It's the Latin word. It comes from the, you know, it's a heart. How do you find your heart in this world? to actually open in places that you have probably long since cl closed to break the vows mm -hmm. and to you know and to actually risk more life by actually facing some of the places where um, things have um, been full of loss for you or full of a deadening. And, you know, it's like we can't seem to just jump over into life, you know, without actually facing and confronting the places inside of ourselves that have also deadened along the way, which is, you know, sad. We have some grieving mm -hmm. to do. I, I love how you describe that. I, th I want to actually repeat that place that people get to when they do their transformational work, where, you know, in they become in that becoming aware, they become aware of, you know, the what they're leaving behind the fact that there is um, going to be, you know, the transformation requires that some things fall away. And that there is also this sense of, of not knowing really what it is that is coming kind of down the line. And, and, the, and the fear 
that that brings up in someone when they're they're in that in between spot. And I, I want to say again, also the that coming to our heart, coming to our truth, our core, whatever words we want to use, that allows us then, it's just like in that moment, the opportunity is to come to that place of heart, of core, or what have you, and and to remember. It's like that's such a point. It's such a point of potential loss of self, like loss of knowing how to, you know, like, who am I? Where am I going? What's going on? And in that same moment, there's this potential for uh, this deep reclaiming and this settling into this profound truth of who we are that doesn't even, doesn't need either what's falling away or what it's moving towards, that none of those are so essential, so critical that that deeper truth, that that heart is actually um, more of where um, the meaningful life is. Mm. Um, Kate, I I, I was so um, drawn by what you were saying about a life of meaning, and I would I would just love to say um, to those listening. Um, I mean, let's just be together for a moment. Just that. Be together all through the, the waves of where we're connected in this moment, whether past or, you know, maybe later, maybe now. And then we're spinning on this, um, we're spinning on this beautiful ball that we call the earth with water through a solar system, through galaxies. I mean, there is something so mystical and magical about the fact that that this is going on and when we sort of kind of keep bringing it down 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 into your life into your people into how you know your story you know i mean have you ever been on an airplane and you look down and you see all the cars and all the cities and you think those are all lives those are all mm-hmm. stories and yep. so you know how what what is this you know as we as we come here one of the things that it comes down to is presence and also being able to be very cognizant about the waking dream that you are living, the storyline that you are living, and to start to realize that you actually have some power in terms of how that story is generated. And it, it comes from being able to see the, the greater world around you. And I'm going to give you a small example of that. So I always believe that there are metaphors. You know, how do you find meaning? You find metaphors, you find symbols, you find archetypes, uh, you find these blueprints that are very ancient moving through our lives. And they align with where, you know, what we're doing. So right now I'm working on some serious, um, like I, I think of it like earth school or graduate school. So I'm on a graduate course right now with, with the work about boundaries. Because uh, like many people, sometimes I find that boundaries I have seen as sometimes unloving and like Kate, it's like, can I give a little more? Can I give a little more? And I often talk about honey, you know, how there's honey in my heart and that, you know, it's it, 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 not to have people kind of clawing to get that honey. Now, the example I'm going to give you is this morning, as I'm working on boundaries, which has deep meaning for me, we're beekeepers. And with the heat, for some reason, in our top bar, are some of the um, our bees, our beautiful hive, the the the, um, the the actual comb disattached itself from the bar, causing the, the comb to spill and the honey to spill. Okay, mm. 
Mm-hmm. And so I could do one thing. I could say, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. The comb has fallen off. The top bar are poor bees. But I also see in that meaning. It's sad. You know, it's sad. But it's like my honey is spilling without having that comb, without having those little cells, and you know, which are fragile but beautiful, mm-hmm. without having that anchored. Um, when the heat and the hardships and the, and the struggle, whatever comes for them, you know, we spill out something that is of, of major importance, major life force. And then that gratitude, I thank the bees because I get this hard lesson. You know, they, they're living out whatever they're li- living out, but I'm also in that storyline. And I'm right. also in the place of like they're showing me and revealing that I'm allowing my honey to leak. I'm allowing something to be broken. And you see, that's the meaning and that's the place that I can live inside of soulful stories that that continue to teach me every moment of what is here and and what what is speaking to us and through us Mm-mm, I love that. I'm so glad that that you shared that. So finding the meaning, you know, and, and simply, I mean, this is a just such a vast topic, but simply put, you know, using what's around you or seeing what's around you as metaphor for your internal experience, so that you um, you are deepening into the richness of life um, versus explaining, explaining it away. So we're actually coming really close to the end of our time together. Um, and here, and I want people to know a little bit about your work specifically. And I know that you're writing a book right now, the fierce feminine life. And, um, can you talk a little bit about what this book is about? Yes, thank you for asking, Kate. Um, essentially, it's back to that boundary work. Um, I have a 17-year-old women's mystery school, which Kate has been um, contributed to so much over the years. But there's another body of work, um, which is called Women in Power, Initiating Ourselves to the Predator Within. It's really a predator and prey. So this is a deep, deep look at our power as women in the darkest place that we haven't really had. Um, had an opportunity often to look at in a safe way um, where we have been violated and hurt and then we've sort of vowed not to be like that which is a really great vow but in doing so sometimes we lose out on what is big and large in us listen to my voice huh (laughs) what is big and large in us um, that we and so it keeps us sometimes in a smaller a smaller formation, a smaller way of expressing our power because we're afraid that if we were bigger that we might actually do the kind of things that were done to us. And so women are in a moment right now where our power is very much needed and that book that I am um, every day working on is to bring forward those 14 years of learning, very profound learning about um, a place that we could regain our power and if we were, you know, had the courage to come back to our fierce feminine nature. Mm, Awesome. Beautiful. And so along these same lines, you have um, a program coming up, um, Women in Power, um, and that's coming up October 8th um, through 11th. You want to say a little bit about that program? That's an amazing program. 
Yes, this is a, a program. It's a it's a it's a mythical. If you want meaning, it's like going right through into a mythical journey. It's held in the mystery. It's held by almost one to one ratio with participants to people, and we've been doing it globally. And this is our first U.S. initiation that will happen in two years, and it's going to be in West Virginia. And um, it's uh, it's really it's not there's nothing like it that I know of. It's my most radical work. It's um, it's expensive only because the production of it um, to do this once uh, every two years is, is quite extensive but you will be met there with being able to go into something um, that uh, you, you just cannot come out of it the same because you're going to you're going to embody and know something for yourself in a community of women in a sacred way that you will be able to um, draw from from the rest of your life yeah absolutely amazing program and so if you'd like to know more about Elisa and her book or this program, you can go to her website, which is alisastarkweather.com. And that's A-L-I-S-A and then S-T-A-R-K-W-E-A-T-H-E-R.com. So that is alisastarkweather.com to find out more about her. And I just want to thank you for being here and um, encourage everybody to check out your work and read your book when it comes out. Uh, Anything else you'd like to say in, in closing? Just to everybody listening, you know, let's just keep doing our good work, stay connected, uh, stay really close to, to where, where, where we need to be together in order to move forward and have that be together because support is so, so essential. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Thank thank you, Kate, for having me here with you. It's great. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, Thank you so much. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break um, and then I'll be back with the rest of the show. change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com.
this is Dr. Kate Siner, and I am back with um, falling in love with your life again, creating more meaning in your life. And just before the break, I was speaking with Elisa Starkweather, um, who was sharing her vast body of work and what it's taught her about creating meaning in life. And she was leaving off with um, a couple different thoughts that I want to um, reiterate. One is that um, by beginning to see our life as metaphor, right, or remembering to see our life as metaphor, um, we can bring a lot of richness and meaning into our life. And then a final thought of really staying together and caring for each other um, and as a way of uh, staying strong and being able to support each other in finding these, you know, wonderful and appreciative ways of being in the world, even in challenging times. So along these same lines, I'm going to wrap up the show today with talking about being intentional, right? So uh, being intentional is, you know, there's, there's an, um, um, an essence of this. There's, there's some of this in what it was that Elisa was talking about. Um, so intentionality can be found in, you know, I'm going to be intentional about seeing my life as metaphor and really taking that in to deepen my own process and my own um, awareness of myself and the world. And it takes intention as well to do what I was talking about and coming from that place of gratitude. I'm going to choose to. I'm going to choose to really be able to um, look at something that I'm grateful for each day to learn more about the beauty of this life and my, who I am as a human being. Right? So per usual, what I often say is if there's a challenge that you have in your life, say you're feeling bored or checked out or shut down or in a bad spot or whatever it is, that that moment serves as a reminder right, to check back in with our intention. So whenever there's a problem, we have opportunity to focus on the problem or to move into a new state. Right? And it's moving into that new state that um, is usually, let's just say, more enjoyable. Um, focusing on the problem can be very informative. It can increase our understanding. Um, it can teach us uh, some nuanced navigational skills and things like that. Um, but ultimately, for a sense of well-being, we want to leave the problem and be able to then step into what could be there instead, right? So that's part of being intentional. So when we feel that feeling of being checked out or we're in an emotional low point or we're challenged by something in our life, right? What we can do is recognize that here is this opportunity to state what it is that we want. If we're getting something that we're not wanting, 
we have an opportunity to get clear about what it is that we do want. A really important tip around all of this. It can be that when we have the awareness, similar to what was Elisa was saying, when we become aware of like being in that transitional space, right? One of the things that can happen is that we can get on our own case about it. And when we get on our own case, we kind of stop. We get in this very, we get in this very stuck place, right? Oh God, I'm here again, you know, but none of that matters because it's like life is constantly in flux. And yeah, we're going to end up there again. And if we see the situation as just as soon as we get there, an opportunity to put intention into it, we have this amazing moment for um, feeling and knowing our personal power. Right? That we're at choice about how we experience things. Okay? So easily, if you want to bring more intention into your life, think about how you want to go through your day. And it could be something simple. How do you want to feel as you go through your day? And let's say something else about intention. Intention doesn't need to be clung to, right? So when you set an intention to feel a certain way, right, naturally, Naturally, what's going to come up are going to be some things that are the opposite of that or are going to bring you off in a different direction. Okay. So with that, it's just like once again, we don't have to worry about the fact that that happens. We can just say, oh, okay. But I remember what my intention is. They got that. So it's like, oh, I remember what my intention is now. And I'm going to take that and I am going to like get back on board with it, right? So I wanted to have a sense of peace as I moved through my day. Maybe I've got some difficult things going on and I want to as much as possible be with this more peaceful inner state. So when something happens and I start to feel that I'm getting those you know, physical responses and mental responses to a stressor, right, that I bring myself back to my intention. That's it. Okay. So it's one of those things that's simple, but not easy, but really worth developing um, as far as what it can do as far as bringing meaning and richness to our life. Also a real sense of personal power. Okay. So um, another way to, to do this is to look at a specific cir circumstance. So maybe there's something in your day or in your life that you see will be particularly challenging. And one of the things that you can do is to start to imagine what it is, like how you might like it to be, Right. So that's not because, once again, there's going to be clinging to a particular type of outcome. It's actually because you can just say, oh, let me just break from that being the one way that things can happen, right? Or maybe I brainstormed like five different ways that things might go wrong, but instead just saying, okay, how might I like for that to happen? What would be an alternative? Once again... 
you know, with intention, there are a lot of things that can happen. There are a lot of ways that we can sort of overwork it. Um, which means I want this to happen. It needs to happen this way. If it doesn't happen this way, then something's wrong. That's just another version of those things that keep us out of really loving our life. Oh, that didn't go the way that I wanted to. And now the meaning that I'm giving to that is that something went wrong, right? And the meaning that instead can be brought to that is now I have something else to learn. Now I have something else to discover, to see, to experience, right? There's a lot of different ways that it, that meaning can be brought to the situation. So that is a part of choosing how we want to perceive meaning in our life and in our experiences. Okay. And in conclusion, I just want to say that one of the things that really will challenge us if, you know, you listen to these things and you say, oh, okay, you know, I've done that or maybe I'll try that, but it, I still, right, but I still have these problems, but I still feel flat, but I still run into challenges or I still, you know, get in a bad mood, right? And, and then it's like there can be a giving up that can happen. Um, or there can be a, um, a frustration with the process. And just remembering, again, that it's totally normal. Like, all parts of experience are totally normal. And that you can always wake up in the next day and say, what do I want today to be like? What would I like? Right? That that is always an opportunity. And that if you're choosing not to do that or you don't feel that you can do that or whatever, you know, that it's, that that's okay. It's okay for today, right? It's okay for now. And it doesn't need to always be like that. That there can be that, what would I like now? How can I be grateful now? Where is the meaning for me? here what's important for me here and as we grow and we learn and we find new ways to do that which we're all growing and learning and finding new ways to do that we wind up finding more significance more joy um, more nourishment more care in our everyday lives so to wrap up for today, um, I just want to remind you about my LifeWork Community Program, which is an opportunity to work on some of these things, especially an opportunity to create and find more meaning in your life. Um, so if you'd like to check out that program, you can go to katesiner.com and you go to the Work With Me section. And in the work with me section, you'll find it under life work community. So it's really how do we learn and develop these skills that are going to help us live the life that, you know, we know, we know inside of us is, is ours to live, right? Or how can we find it again if there's been a feeling of kind of losing, losing that deep, deeper meaning? 
So, I want to thank you for joining me today. And um, another thank you to Elisa Starkweather for, for joining me today. And um, I look forward to speaking with you next week on, um, on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.